All right, welcome back to FYI, the For Your Institution podcast presented by Mongoose. Today's episode was recorded live at the 2023 NACAC conference in Baltimore, Maryland, and featured an amazing guest, Jenny Ricard, who is the CEO and president of the Common App. So let's just go ahead and hop right in with Jenny. Hi, I'm Jenny Ricard, president and CEO of Common App. Believe it or not, when I was graduating from college, actually a year before I was graduating from college, I had such an incredible experience that I decided I wanted everybody to be able to go to college and have that experience because my search was kind of random and ultimately successful because I had an incredible education. And so I wanted to be a dean of admissions because that was the way that you could do that. And I applied for jobs when I was graduating, couldn't get a dean of admissions job. So went to the job that I got, which was on Wall Street working for a bank and got my MBA and still wanted to go back and work in admissions. And I had the opportunity to do that. Went to my alma mater, Swarthmore College, worked in admissions for five years with the dean of admissions that I had so admired. And then because of that business experience, I had exposure to data and computers and compute. And I say computers because computers at the time were new. So I was sort of the systems person and I had mounting credit card debt. And I went to go work in the software industry to actually work in higher ed software and help people in colleges figure out how to use these computer systems to achieve their goals. And I then had the opportunity to lead the development for PeopleSoft's development of their admissions solution, which enabled me to work with seven very different colleges and universities to create basically a common admissions system. And during that time, the internet happened. And there were all these online application providers that were trying to serve the 14 to 18-year-old market. A lot of the reasons they were wanting to do that was to be able to sell other things to them besides college. So compact discs, Levi's, that gives you a sense of the time, like the turn of the century, 2000s. And I was always amazed, like, why are they not using this platform to try to help other help students? <laughs> about that. And the Common App had gone online, but it was really small and they only had a half-time employee at the time. And I tried contacting them to see about partnering, but I could never find anybody. So that was just sort of my exposure there. 9-11 happened and that's a time of reflection about what you're doing. And an opportunity came to apply for the job to be Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid at Bryn Mawr College. And it was the opportunity to do what I had said I always wanted to do. And I got the job and it was an incredible opportunity to be at an institution and work together with the community to look at our policies and practices to see how we could actually create more access and provide more opportunity for students that we had not been serving. So able to diversify the student body through different practices and policies. Went on to University of Puget Sound and had incredible opportunity to work with the community and the president there to do some exciting access initiatives. And back in the 2000s, when I was at Bryn Mawr, I'd been on the board of Common App because they'd wanted somebody with a technology background as they were entering this internet age. And when the job, this job as CEO of Common App emerged, I was nominated and I was like, I'll apply for this job. (laughs) And when I wrote the cover letter, I thought to myself, wow, 
I've really done a lot of different things that are very relevant <laughs> to this job. And are all along the way, everybody, you know, I was at JP Morgan. Why did you leave JP Morgan? That's crazy. You worked in admissions and now you're at a software company. Why are you doing this? And I don't understand what you're doing. And now, after all these years, people now understood why I was doing those things. And me too. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where, to me, it always kind of made sense, every move that I made. But now when you reflect back on it, you know, it was just incredible preparation. And I feel so privileged and fortunate to be able to be at an organization that I care deeply about our mission and care deeply about our community, all of our members and my colleagues in enrollment who are really wanting to serve students. And that's what motivates them every day is to provide access to students and to be able to be uh, a partner and hopefully a facilitator and someone who makes their jobs less stressful and helps students navigate this process in a way that is validating and encouraging. And if we can reach more students who don't even get into the system of Common App, that's what we're really focused on now, is focusing on the students who, for whatever reason, are experiencing barriers that prevent them from even thinking about applying. Awesome, that's a great story. And I think most people would understand that you know, success is really a straight line, right? And you always see those charts of people think success looks like this and it's a straight arrow from lower left to upper right. What it really is, is this coiled mess of back and forth, up and down. And, you know, obviously your background demonstrates it all as part of a process moving you forward. And you know, on a personal note, where we got connected originally was when you were at University of Puget Sound, right? So that's a, I'll say that's a great stop, at least from my perspective anyway. Grow your student community, help them stay, and encourage giving with Cadence, Higher Ed's premier engagement platform from Mongoose. Designed exclusively for Higher Ed by Higher Ed professionals, Cadence helps you engage your audiences with the perfect balance of AI and personal connection. Talk to students, parents, and alumni on their time and how they want. Empower your staff with integrated text and chat inboxes that gather all conversations in one place. Reach out to learn more about how our best-in-class service, support, and integrations have helped colleges and universities like yours have smarter conversations. From text to chat, make every message count. So let's dive in, right? So there's a lot to unpack and talk about. One of the things that you know I'm looking at on my desk is this brochure that was published here at the conference that says Common Apps Next Chapter. And what I'm most interested in is, you know, we have this chart and we'll publish a link to this report in the episode notes for our podcast listeners. You know, the first you know, three lines and the first line is a number of students, traditional first time, full time undergraduate students who are submitting applications via the Common App. Right. And then above that is a line that's the students who create an account, but don't necessarily click the submit button and submit applications through Common App. And then well above that is a line that is students who have not created accounts at all, right? And so we say a lot about the demographic cliff and the decline in the number of college-bound students from high school to college. But obviously what this illustrates is there's a gap of students who, if we could get them in a more college-bound mindset, maybe there's an opportunity there to bridge some of that gap and the decline of quote-unquote available students, right? And so I like to say that this is part of the 
annual admissions hype machine in some respects where there's always the question about, you know, the validity and quality of rankings, but then rankings drop and everybody publishes their press release about rankings. And then it's the number of students are declining, the sky is falling, but we enrolled a record class, we saw a record number of applications or most selective school or most selective year ever. So it's like clockwork for some of these things. So, uh, you know, but, but under the surface, we know that there's some challenges, you know, there's new things that are meant to make the process a little more simpler with things like direct admission, but the numbers showing there with direct admission, not necessarily moving the needle on a larger scale in the short term. But I think a lot of that, and it's been talked about, is just removing the barrier of applying doesn't remove all the barriers of students going to schools, right? And so there are other things that get in the way, affordability, and, you know, all those sorts of elements that still need to be addressed. So I know that's a lot to throw at you, but I'd love for you to share your thoughts on the accessibility and equitability component of the application process and how some of these things might all fit together. So we think a lot about access all the time at Common App. We also think about affordability and also attainment. And that's actually, we have a vision to be the trusted source to access, afford, and attain opportunity for all. Because without affordability and attainment, access is not meaningful. And from the access perspective, though, we have a lot of opportunity within our profession and for institutions and for students to really change the way we approach college admissions. Right now, we've created collectively, it's not what anyone's making in particular, collectively, we created this system where it seems like college is not accessible that it is only for some people because we tend to focus on the very, very small number of colleges that admit fewer than, let's say, 25%. Uh, and sometimes it's, we focus on the, the very few that admit fewer than 10% of students. Yet over 95% of colleges admit more than 25% of their students. Over 95% of students go to a college that <laughs> admits more than 25% of their students. And that has gotten lost. And what has, I think, happened in many ways is that students getting into Common App, and we have data that it tells us this, that they feel their self-worth is being questioned. They're questioning their own value. And that then leads to a perception that people create that somehow higher ed is not valued and that pursuing your education, you don't need to do that. You know, that's not worth it. And I think part of that is coming from getting on people's anxieties that maybe they're not worth it. So therefore, this thing, higher ed, isn't worth it. And we know that as your education attainment increases after high school, your income goes up. We also know that as your education attainment beyond high school increases, the unemployment rate goes down. It is not just for those reasons. Higher ed provides incredible value to individuals and certainly to our society. So we need to turn that endless cycle around and let students know if you're graduating from high school, you've got a college opportunity. There is a college opportunity for you. And so some of the things that we're doing at Common App, we've taken a look at our own data and we have over a thousand colleges and universities, public and private, using the Common App platform. We have 1.4 million students applying through Common App every year. And when you look at the data, 55% of the applicants in Common App come from the top income quintile. And 70% are above the median income, 30% below the median income. 
So we've taken a look and look at this. We have this data that shows that high school graduates, and this is not even counting returning adults, students who have some college and no degree, which is 40 million people who have some college and no degree who are not currently enrolled in college. How do we help them? This is just about high school graduates. There's so much opportunity to help students realize there is a college opportunity for them, whether that's a two-year college or a four-year college. And so we've been working with our members. We've done some pilots in what is commonly called direct admission, which is letting a student know even before they apply based on some self-reported academic information that they are eligible for guaranteed admission to our particular uh, partner college that's working with us. And what we have found is that underrepresented minority students, first-generation college students, and low-income students are more likely to take up that offer. And students who get that offer of a direct admission are more than twice as likely to apply to a particular college. But the underrepresented first-gen low-income communities are four times as likely to take that opportunity. And our qualitative research with them has shown that it really inspired them and they felt relieved, confident, proud. The other behavior that we've seen is that that population of students that's underrepresented in higher ed is now behaving from an application pattern perspective more like the students who are well-represented in higher education. And so we're taking that and working on scaling that. And our focus as part of our next chapter is closing our equity gap in terms of students pursuing post-secondary opportunity and focusing on students, middle and low-income students. And so that's what our direct admission program is about. And it's about that access piece. It's about shouting from the rooftops, you have a college opportunity and here's one opportunity and go ahead and take a look. There are a lot of others too. Discover future applicants, delight enrolled students, and amplify fundraising performance with our Cadence Engagement Platform's live chat and chatbot solutions. Designed exclusively for higher ed by higher ed professionals, Cadence helps you engage your audiences with the perfect balance of AI and personal connection. We leverage proactive outreach and anticipate common roadblocks, knowing the most significant decisions often start with the smallest conversations. Our powerful AI ensures instant support and is smart enough to know exactly when to hand off to a staff member. And if nobody is available, it allows for easy follow-up. Effortlessly integrated with your website, we proudly feature an industry-leading 85% self-service rate. It's never been easier to make every message count. So you've touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to dive a little bit deeper. You mentioned it. I love the way you framed it, that Common App is focused on access, affordability, and attainment. And I think we can all agree that you can't have one without the other two, right? When it comes to supporting students as they're going through their process and pursuing education post high school. And so in one of the things, the analogy I like to use is that the college application process in many ways is like the process of getting on an airplane now, right? Where we've done a lot of work to make it easier to check in to your flight but you still have to wait in the security line to actually go through. And there are privileged options for things like TSA pre-checked and those sorts of options. But at the end of the day, there's still a line in security when the lines at check-in have gotten easier to get through, right? And so if we think about the, the college application process, it's, it follows a similar trajectory where you can remove the barrier of applying, but 
they still need to be able to afford the option that is a good fit for you. And you need to be able to do that to finish and attain your degree, right? And so we can increase access to get into the school, but without addressing the challenges of affordability, we'll never reach the supporting of attainment, right? And so I'd love for you to, uh, to share a little bit about what Common App's perspective on those latter two components are and the types of things that institutions should be thinking about. And so the hypothesis is that if we do flip this process, that the students who are admitted and they are then able to make their choices based off of less about the stress about getting in, but more about finding their fit, that they will end up persisting at a higher rate because they found their fit. It just was before having to apply to 10 or 15 schools and more so after they've already been admitted to the institutions that are a good fit for them. Yes. And that's certainly part of the, one of the approaches that we take at Common App is we're doing research about this because we want to make sure that our program is something that is helping students with that attainment. We want it to be successful. And so we've had control groups as well as a treatment group to understand the differences in behaviors. And one of the things we've learned is one of the reasons that students may not have accepted, they've been given a direct admission offer, but they haven't accepted it is because of the financial aspect of it, the affordability piece. So we've been working and with our members to provide a little bit more transparency, at least into what the financial aid programs are at those institutions, whether they are eligible or would be getting any sort of merit award since they may not have the information to determine a need-based award. So we're doing that. That's like one step forward. But ultimately, being able to provide a student with that direct admission offer and how much it's going to cost, you know, net cost per year after financial assistance is would be the ultimate goal just to have that. And so that's where our eyes are set in the longer term. We also will be looking at the retention rates of students who would get admitted through these direct admission programs to get a better understanding of how this is working from an attainment perspective. Yes. So that's one of the things I, I wanted to make sure we touch on as well is, you know, it's one thing for an institution to tell the student they got in, but then the question becomes, you know, is that institution really a good fit? The traditional college search process has always been research and visit all of these schools to find out what might be a good fit for you, then apply, then get admitted and go through the process from there. And what this direct admission approach is doing is really making that process flipped. And that flipped process is allowing for the student to not necessarily have the stress of what schools that they visited and fell in love with are they going to get into, but they're going to know what schools that they are eligible for admission to and then can narrow down their list from there, right? So in a lot of ways, it, it makes it a less anxiety-inducing part of the process because the student doesn't have to, you know, a lot of times it's the parents making the students visit these schools and research these schools. And oftentimes they don't necessarily know which ones are a good fit and they're just applying because their parents are making them, right? And so this allows the student to kind of know going in, all right, I'm going to visit the schools that I've already been admitted to. And then the admissions office can work with that student from there and support them through that process. So I think that helps the student in the long run. And it'll be interesting to see where that lands when it comes to the retention and persistence rates of the students who are admitted through direct admission. Last question, and let's go back to the beginning, I guess. We talked a lot about your career and your, you know, I like to call it your why. You know, your why is you always wanted to help students get into college. And there are a lot of, you know, especially here at the NACAC conference, but also, you know, just throughout the industry, 
There's a lot of turnover, like things like the Great Resignation have happened. A lot of people leaving and landing in new places, which is great to see as they progress in their careers. But there's always that little angst of some folks who have been at this a while versus the bright eyed and enthusiastic, you know, new folks who are just coming up in the field. And so what advice do you have for those people who are not old enough to know better yet, but are here and that have the similar why of helping students achieve opportunity and enroll in the post-secondary admissions process for those people, whether they're high school counselors or for admissions counselors at colleges, what are some words of advice you can give them to kind of stay true to their why as they're entering a tumultuous time in our space? Yeah, I would say the thing that I have realized about why I have had this incredible opportunity to have this role at Common App, as I've reflected, although I may not have been deliberately or intentionally charting a path, I certainly wasn't intentionally charting a path, I never lost sense of my why. I always wanted to help students go to college. And so when I was working at PeopleSoft, I was an alumni interviewer. I, I did all these different things. I was a, a mentor for a better chance. That's why I'm here. So never losing that, even when I was working at PeopleSoft, <laughs> a large software provider, I was developing an admission product because I wanted the schools to have as much data and information about students so that they could create more diverse student bodies, that they could reach students that they hadn't reached before. Maybe that's not what they were intending, but that's, that's sort of what I was thinking that they could do with it. And I think that's ultimately never having lost that and getting reminders every now and then, like 9-11. It's like, okay, I'm doing this thing, you know, I'm trying to help students, but I'm not really helping any students because I don't see any here at People's <laughs> But then going to, you know, Bryn Mawr and being able to be at a place and have wonderful colleagues there and a mission and students that I today get to see what they're doing now is just such a gift. And it's to look for those things that can remind you of your why when sometimes you lose sight of it, because it is easy to lose sight of it, particularly when life's happening, but it never goes away. It's just taking the time to appreciate it and be grateful for your why, because it is, for me, the most motivating force. If you want to get in touch with Common App, go to commonapp.org and you can connect. We have different ways for reaching out to us, our solutions center, our media relations team, our member relations team. There's all sorts of ways to get in touch with Common App. I'm on LinkedIn and welcome a connection. And I guess that's it. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of FYI, the For Your Institution podcast presented by Mongoose. Next week, we will be diving into conversations from the NACAC conference, from attendees from the trade show floor, high school guidance counselors and college admissions counselors sharing your thoughts on important topics and their perspectives on things like DEI, as well as the Supreme Court case and its impact on higher education overall, and what the future holds and great technology and approaches and all of those great kind of conversations. Thanks so much again, and we will see you next time on FYI. Thank you.